This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. Happy Resurrection Sunday, everybody. And uh, we're going to preach a message um, entitled, A Seat at the Table. Okay, if you've seen any of our posts and kind of the graphics and everything, that's what uh, and my wife and I through prayer felt that, hey, let's let's share what the resurrection means to us as people, Christ followers. And really, this message is for all of humanity. And so um, here we go. I'm going to pray. And then if you um, actually I'm not going to tell you the scripture yet, because I'm going to kind of give you um, a bunch of scriptures um, pretty quick um, as we, as we start out this message, um, but let's pray and and then we will um, get into the message today. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you for this opportunity to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we serve a risen Savior, that He overcame death, hell, and the grave. And thank you. Lord, that we can celebrate life because of you, Jesus. So I pray, God, through this message, we just get, um, Lord, some fresh revelation, fresh understanding and knowledge of what the resurrection has done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, here we go. So here we go. A seat at the table. This table, okay, represents a lot of things, okay? So when I talk about the table of the Lord, um, I think we kind of get a picture of what that means. And if you um, have been reading your Bible or following Jesus, um, you know, uh, it's it, it's something that you may already have some understanding about, okay? Um, but I just want to kind of talk about what it, it represents a lot. Um, it represents so much, in salvation is the table of the Lord, okay? And before I kind of give just some words of what um, the table represents, okay? Um, in communion, the communion in Corinthians, right? Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it actually calls it the table of the Lord, okay? So um, there's so much in scripture about this, but it lived, that's the language used when communion. Now, uh, that was the last supper, um, that Jesus had with his disciples, right? And he said, you know, this is the new, uh, this is my body broken for you, take and eat. This is the new covenant in my blood, drink. How oft, often as you drink, eat this bread and drink this cup, you know, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so that's the result of his death, burial and resurrection is we can sit at the table of the Lord, okay? So, what it represents is, and, and this is all throughout scripture, I am going to give you scriptures super fast right now on a couple of these. So if you're taking notes, great. We'll make sure they're up on the screen. But what does the table of the Lord represent for humanity? It represents utter and total satisfaction, okay? Psalm 145, 16, you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. That's what God does. He opens his hand and satisfies the desire of every living thing. Come on, somebody, say with me, say the table represents satisfaction. What else does it represent? It represents nourishment, okay? Uh, Psalm 34, eight. Oh, taste, okay? Um, 
Somebody say this with me, say, mm, that tastes good, right? So um, anybody eat some food recently and you were like, man, that was so good, right? That was so good. Yeah. Have you, has anybody had any food, any kind of food or drink that, that you've had recently? And you said, man, that tastes so good. Well, here it is. And on a spiritual level, Psalm 34, eight, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Um, blessed is the man who trusts in him. Nourishment. Everybody say the table represents nourishment. Next one, wholeness. I mean, it represents a lot. We're going to go through this quick. Um, wholeness. Somebody say that with me. Say the table represents wholeness. All right. John 6, 35. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. Brings my wholeness to me, right? And he who believes in me shall never thirst. All right. Have you ever eaten so much that you're like, I'm good? People are like, man, you want second helpings? You want dessert? You want a cup of coffee, a cup of tea after that? You're like, no, I am good. I am satisfied. I am nourished and I am whole. Here's another one. Okay. It represents sustenance. Somebody say the table represents sustenance. Okay. Um, Psalm 23, 5, you prepare a table before me, a table. Okay. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over in this life, it is a battle at times, but God will give you sustenance in the battle. He'll give you sustenance in the valley. And there's a table in those situations, right? This table represents sustenance, okay? Also, here it is, um, hope. Everybody say the table represents hope. Life, okay? Somebody say the table represents life, all right? Another one, delight, Okay, the, the, there's so many verses and stuff that in here about this, but I'm just going to go through these quick. The table represents delight. Okay, the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Okay, abundance. All right, everybody say the table represents abundance. Okay, it represents strength. Okay, that God will strengthen you at this table. It represents provision. It represents health. And it represents relationship. And we're going to look at some verses here. This is what the table of the Lord represents. This is what Jesus died, was buried, and resurrected for. To present to us. To sit us at the table. You know, that's the title of the series. Or the sermon. The sermon. A seat at the table. What does that represent when I sit at that table? It represents everything I just mentioned and more. Okay? It represents salvation. Okay, it is all encompassing. All right, but this is there is a problem. Okay, when it comes to us, broken, sinful, um, you know, lost people that don't know Christ, humanity to sit at this table, even us at our best, we fall short. We fall short. We we can't earn enough to sit at that table. We can't do good enough to sit at that table. We don't deserve to sit at that table, okay? Why? Because God is holy. God is holy and we in our nature are not. Can I get an amen? God is perfect. We in our nature are not, okay? God is sinless, infallible, inerrant. He is without error, and he cannot fail. We fall short and we find ourselves in error as, as humans, okay? So Leviticus 19 verse two, 
Look at this. And, and Leviticus, the book of Leviticus is all about the holiness of God, okay? Now, it's in the context of the old covenant, but it communicates a picture of God, an accurate portrait of the God that we worship, that he is holy, okay? Be holy for I am holy. That's what it says. So Leviticus is all about his holiness and every aspect of the temple and everything they did, the standard at which they had to do things was because God is holy, okay? He is uncommon. He is perfect, all right? So Leviticus 19 verse two says this, speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy for I, the Lord your God, am holy. And so everything I just mentioned about the table of the Lord is, 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 is all of the goodness of God all of what we need, okay? And so this is my first point. The table is what we need. That is what we need. I mean, why? Because everything is there. Everything I just mentioned, we need satisfaction. We need nourishment. We need wholeness. We need sustenance. We need hope. We need life. We need delight. We need abundance. We need strength. We need provision. We need health. And we need relationship with God. Can I get and amen out there from somebody, all right? But here's the, the caveat is God is holy, all right? And here it is, in and of ourselves, the standard is too high for me in and of myself to sit at that table because God is holy, right? I cannot, and the Bible even says in 1 Corinthians, do not approach the table of the Lord in an un worthy manner. And this is the bottom line, is all of humanity, including me, a pastor, I in and of myself am not worthy enough to sit at that table because the Lord, the, the Lord our God, he is God and he is holy. We can't get there on our own. Um, you know, to sit at this table, you you would have to be perfect because it's God's table and he is holy. You, you To sit at the, this table, you would have had to have never sinned. It's a holy place to sit at the table of the Lord. All right? You, you would have had to do everything right. Everything. Okay? And you and some people might be like, you know what? I've done some things right, and I, I'm sure you have. But holiness and righteousness is exact. It is exact. You you couldn't have ever missed the mark. All right. Um, when the priests would go into the most holy place once a year, they would tie a rope around them because if they went in there and they didn't do everything just perfect, they would drop dead because of the holy power of God, okay? And they would pull them out. And so that is God's holiness and his power that when we approach him, there is a standard, okay? I'm going somewhere here. You couldn't have ever missed the mark 
you could have never had a bad day <laughs> to approach God. You couldn't have ever said anything you've regretted. You couldn't have ever thought one shameful thought. All right? You could have never said one filthy word, one cuss word. Not one, not one time, okay? Um, because God's holiness demands perfection. That our sin uh, attracts judgment. The wages of sin is death. And we cannot approach a holy God in our condition. Uh, our condition isn't, the, the, our problem isn't where we grew up. It's not, um, you know, we didn't have this or didn't have that, or it's the result of any other thing other than sin. Sin is the problem. Sin is the problem. All right. James chapter two, verse 10 proves this for whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. Okay, what does that tell you? All humanity is guilty of sin, guilty. And we can't approach God with that. We can't sit at that table unclean. We can't sit at that table with one smidgen, one sliver, one small, small, quote unquote, small, little sin, little sneaky sin. You can't sit there. That table is holy. We cannot approach it in an unworthy manner, okay? When it comes to righteousness, if you miss it somewhere, you miss it everywhere. When it comes to holiness, if you miss the mark in one place, you missed it everywhere. God's holiness demands perfection. God's, God's holiness demands sinlessness, all right? Here it is, Romans chapter eight, verse three. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. Here it is, this is where Jesus has made a way. He condemned sin in the flesh. Verse four, that the righteous requirement, somebody say that with me, say righteous requirement. Say it again, righteous requirement, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. I'm gonna read verse three again. For what the law, the demand, for holiness, the demand for righteousness could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh. What does that mean? That means that our flesh cannot live up to it. It is utterly impossible. God did. We couldn't do it, but God did. Look at somebody and tell them what I couldn't do, God has done. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. All right, so once again, 
Uh, the table's what we need. That's what we need as Christ followers. We need this table. It has everything we have need of. Um, it's the table of the Lord. It is everything that he paid a price for us to get. But once again, in our humanity, the standard is too high. We can't meet it. We couldn't meet it on our own. Our religious practice, our good works, our good deeds, our good thoughts, our humanity, we are not capable because we are broken, frail, imperfect, and we can do nothing without Jesus. All right? Hallelujah. So let's look at this. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again. This is mercy. Thanks be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his what? According to our works? No. According to what we do? No. According to the ingenuity and the great minds of humanity? No. Uh, because of our great creativity and because we are just so amazing as humans and we just have it all together and we don't need God. No, this is thanks be to God, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his what? Abundant mercy. All right. There, there's no, there, there's a reason why at, um, in the most holy place, it's called the mercy seat. Okay. Abundant mercy has what? Begotten us again unto a living hope. What is that? Salvation through Christ alone. Um, you know, by grace alone, through faith alone, right? It is through, he has begotten us again unto a living hope. That table is hope at the table. There's life at the table. There's salvation at the table. There's deliverance at the table. There's freedom at the table because of his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a living hope through what the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead through that the resurrection has provided a way that's our third point today folks Jesus has made a way we have not made a way we are we are benefiting from the way he has made thanks be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has, through his abundant mercy, has begotten us again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. This is about him. This is what he has done. The standard's too high. We cannot get into the presence of God. We cannot earn the favor of God. We cannot pay for the grace of God. He paid the price. We receive the price that he paid. Jesus has made a way. Jesus has made a way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Aren't you glad that no human has the keys to the kingdom of God and to the presence of God for you? It is through your faith in Christ alone that gets you into this living hope, that gets you a seat at the table. You have a seat at the table. Jesus made a way. Jesus invited you. Jesus has called you. Jesus has made a way. It is not any other person, place, or thing. Even, even our, even these Bible 
characters that we love to read about and celebrate their faith. They didn't make a way. David didn't make a way. Moses didn't make a way. Come on now. Mary didn't make a way. None of the early apostles made a way. Only Jesus. It is through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That is it. Plain and simple. Jesus has made a way for you to sit at the table of the Lord and to receive everything that you have need of. Colossians chapter two, verse 13. Here it is again. And this is the NLT version, okay? New living translation. Just a little bit more simple language to it. I like this, this scripture in this version. Colossians 2, 13. I'm gonna read to verse 15. Here it is again. You were dead because of your sins. Can I get an amen, somebody? And because of your sinful nature, okay? It, because your, your sinful nature was not cut away, all right? Then God, God made you alive with Christ. Then God made you alive with Christ. Then God made you alive with Christ. For he forgave all our sins. Praise the Lord. Look at somebody say, I have a seat at the table. All right. Somebody say this with me. Say, Jesus has made the way. Say it again. Jesus has made a way. Verse 14, he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. He is our advocate. He, he is the one that has interceded for us. He has canceled the record of the charges. Every last one of us, we caught some charges. All right, we caught some charges and we came up clean. Come on now. We caught some charges and we came up clean because of the cross. All right, Jesus made a way. Verse 15, in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them. He's talking about demonic powers, talking about the devil. He shamed them publicly by this victory over them on what? Your good works? No. On what? Your prayer life? No. On what? Your church attendance? No. On what? The cross. Hallelujah. Jesus has made a way. Jesus has made a way. Jesus has made a way. I'm going to say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Jesus has made a way. Jesus has made a way. Not a priest, not a pastor, not a man of God, not a woman of God, not your best friend, not, not your church. The, 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 the gathering of the saints is not your access to the Father. It is a benefit of your access to the Father. It is not the way. The way is Jesus and your faith in him. And when your faith is in him, you will connect to his body. Okay? The, the, the church does, the local church community does not own the rights to people's access to the Father. There is one mediator between God and man, the man, Jesus Christ. That is it. Come on now. It's through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Community is there. It is part of your walk with God. It is powerful. It is a needed part of your walk with God, but it is not your access to God. It is through Christ. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Here we go. Matthew 11, verse 28, Jesus said this, come to me. Somebody say the invitation is out. The invitation is out. 
Come to me, all you who labor, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I didn't say this earlier, but you know what that table represents? Rest. All right. You ever have a long day? You go, you sit at the table and eat some food. Come on now. All right. I've had some long days this past week, you know, just working, just doing what I do. I love to do what I do, but sometimes it's long. Sometimes I'm tired. I, I need some rest. Just guess what? I get home this week. My, my wife made some bomb chicken breasts. My wife knows how to season chicken. It was amazing. She, she roasted some potatoes. You know what I'm saying? She had the potatoes and the sweet potatoes and put some stuff on them, roasted them, had the chicken, man, right there. I was like, babe, this was good. I was scooping up extra. I was going for seconds. Look at, I got a, in my house, I got a seat at the table, right? And it's been prepared by my beautiful wife. I'm just saying that come to me. This is Jesus, spiritually speaking, come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Where? At the table, at the table. At the table, he gives you rest. Doesn't come from any other source, any other person, place, or thing. Jesus said, come to me. Come to me. I will give you rest. Here it is, my next point. Jesus has made the invitation. Jesus has made the invitation. All right, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 24. I know I'm reading a lot of verses today, but I really want to teach this. I really want, this is the happy Easter, everybody. Happy Resurrection Sunday. You got to understand that it is Jesus his death, burial, and resurrection has paid the price. There is a reason when he was on the cross, he said, it is finished. That's actually our, our Bible lesson for the kids, kids, Hopeland Kids Church this month, is it is finished. That's the title of it. It is finished. All right. Coloss sorry, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four. And when he had given thanks, this is, this, is this, this is the table of the Lord. When he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, what did he say? Take, eat, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The, the Last Supper is a picture of Christ making the invitation to humanity. You can sit at this table because of what Jesus did. All right, let's review these again, folks. Let's review our points today. Hope everybody has an amazing day today. I hope you got some family and friends to hang out with, eat some food, kick back. And, um, and I really want you, even in that, even in the festivities, if you're participating or family, I just want you to sit back and really think about what Jesus did and that it's him. It is him, right? It is him. It's what he did. All right, you have a seat at the table. So the table is what we need. Come on now. Um, look at somebody and tell them you need to sit at that table, right? When you're, when you're, when you're, look at when you're, when you're a little off, you're frustrated, got a little attitude, right? Saying stuff you shouldn't say, thinking stuff you shouldn't think, doing stuff you shouldn't do. You know what? You need to, you need to get at the table, right? Come on now. Some of us get spiritually hangry, right? We're hot. We, you haven't, you haven't eaten yet. You need to sit at the table, right? Some of us get withdrawn when we don't eat, we get depressed, anxious, irritable, right? When we don't get natural food in our body. Can I get an amen, somebody? We get hangry. Some of y'all get spiritually hangry too. You don't act right because you haven't been reading your Bible. You haven't been sitting at the table. You haven't been praying. You, you ain't acting right. You haven't been in, you haven't been around the right people. You haven't been in, in community with, with, with some Christ followers. You, you need, that's the table. 
right? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta sit at the table. Come on, look at somebody saying you need to, you need to sit at the table. You need to get to the table. You need to play the food. You need to get yourself a plate. Come on now. So once again, the table is what we need. Let's say it together. Say the table is what I need. Here it is. Next one. Look at the standard is too high. All right. We need to remember that because I think we, we can get deceived at times into thinking because of what I have done and who I am and how many times I've read the Bible and, and what I do for God and I do that, you know, and what I know you keep doing what you're called to do, but that is not why you have a seat at the table, right? Somebody say that with me. Say the standard is too high. Hallelujah. Next one, Jesus has made a way. Say that with me. Say Jesus has made a way. Say it again. Jesus has made a way. All right, here's the next one. Jesus has made the invitation. Say that with me. Say Jesus has made the invitation. Come to me. Come to me. Let's look at 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four again, okay? I didn't read uh, both verses. I'm gonna read it all again. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Take and eat. He invited them. Verse 25, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, the cup, this cup, is a new covenant in my blood. This do made the invitation. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me, Jesus has made the invitation. All right, here is my last point. And I want to end with a question today. Will you take a seat at the table? And you might say, well, Pastor Sean, I've been saved for some time, but, but, I, but, I, but I think that there's been some opportunities for you to really sit there and you didn't. You, you were too busy. You got too busy, you got distracted. You got all caught up in other things you haven't sat at the table. I'm telling you, if, if, you're, if you're lacking hope, you need to sit at the table. If you're lacking life, if depression, anxiety, and fear is plaguing you, and you're a Christ follower, you need to sit at the table. You need to sit at, the, open that word, seek his face, worship, get in community, connect with other believers. If you're lacking you know, soul health, mental health, emotional health. Come on, sit at the table. If you're lacking just some provision from God, sit at the table. Satisfaction, sit at the table. You need nourishment. You need sustenance. You need wholeness. You need to sit at the table. I want to end with the question today. Will you take a seat at the table? It's been provided for. You don't deserve to sit there. You can't sit there in your own strength and might based on your good works. Jesus has made a way but will you sit at the table? All right, Revelations chapter three, verse 20. One of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. I love this. Jesus talking here, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him. Uh, some versions say sup. Sup, that's where you get the word supper. I will dine with him and he with me. Jesus is making the invitation. Will you sit at the table? And sometimes we correlate that verse to somebody coming to Christ. 
but I'm here to tell you, Christ followers, Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart. And he's saying, if you hear my voice, look at Christ followers, hear his voice and open the door. I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. And in this version, in this, this verse, this word dine, it means the chief meal of the day. It is sustenance. It is, it represents relationship. It represents health. It represents dialogue. Will you sit at the table? Hallelujah. One more verse, and I'm gonna close in prayer. Isaiah 55, verse two. It says, why do you spend money on what does what is not bread? And your wages for what does not satisfy? Started off this, um, this sermon today that the table represents satisfaction. And I think we spend our time, our effort, our talent, our, our energy, our everything on things that do not satisfy. And your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. Look at somebody and tell them, sit at the table. Tell yourself, I'm going to sit at the table. And let your soul, here it is, delight itself in abundance. Sit at the table. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for everybody joining today. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that they would sit at the table. That, that let this be a, a day where we remember what you did for us so we could sit at the table, we could hear your voice, we could receive, Lord, your presence, your word, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, strength, life, hope, all that you have paid the price for, Jesus. I pray that we would sit at the table daily. I pray in the name of Jesus, Father God, that people are, are nourished today. Our Father God, in, in, I pray for impartation Lord, of truth. Lord, I pray that there would be a, a transfer from your word and from the, the, the presence of God today into them, Father God, to, to strengthen them in their soul, that they would, as Isaiah 55, verse three, verse two says, that they would delight, their soul would delight itself in abundance in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray God, that we would change the structure of our day so that we can sit at the table of the Lord and receive what we need from you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. And now I'm going to lead people in a salvation prayer. I'm gonna lead you. And um, if you have not confessed Christ to be Lord of your life, I wanna lead you in a prayer right now. And so if that's you, please repeat this simple prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I receive your invitation. I come to the table of the Lord. I don't come by works. I don't come by my own righteousness. I come humbly by faith in what you have done. I receive your grace, Jesus. 
be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. Wash away the guilt and shame of my sin. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. I celebrate with you today. You have made the best decision of your life to accept Christ and to sit at the table of the Lord and receive all that he's done and has for you. If you wanna grow in your faith, I wanna send you a Bible study. It's a digital devotional. And to get that, simply text the word GROW, G-R-O-W, to 323-405-3232. And we will text you um, that digital devotional. It's a seven-day next step, real simple Bible study for you. God bless you. I hope you enjoyed the message. My prayer is that you will change your world as a result of what you listen to today. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And remember to follow us on social media. Peace.